Waiting on a tax return? Hopefully it ends up in your hands. Fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by 30% in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. Our U.S.-based restoration specialists are experts dedicated to helping solve your identity theft issues. And all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package. So we'll reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Help protect your information this tax season with LifeLock. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash aware. Mean Old Lion Media presents Pregnancy Pearls. Meet Dr. Nicole Plenty, a double board certified OBGYN and high risk pregnancy expert. She's brilliant, well researched, and feisty. Growing tired of seeing complications of pregnancy that could have been prevented, she wanted a way to empower women through knowledge because, as she says, all doctors aren't created equal. This quest to educate women birthed this podcast, Pregnancy Pearls, with Dr. Plenty. Thanks for listening to Pregnancy Pearls Podcast with me, Dr. Nicole Plenty. It's already April, friends. So since this episode will air on the first Thursday of the month, let me wish each and every one of you a very blessed Easter Sunday. I pray that it is filled with the love of family. Now, speaking of family, pregnancy is one of the most stressful times for relationships and families. Some couples really work together to act as a team, planning for the arrival of their new little one. However, if you have other children or a spouse or significant other who has a demanding job or hectic schedule, or if you have a demanding job or hectic schedule, tossing in prenatal appointments can seem almost overwhelming. Because of the stress of pregnancy, aided by the emotional vulnerability that pregnant patients sometimes experience, Pregnancy is a common time that people cite feeling emotionally abused. And it's also a time that is highest for domestic physical abuse. So if you find yourself in those situations, please seek help and get out of the situation if you can. I'll make sure to post the domestic abuse hotline number online on my platforms. But just in case you need it, it's 1-800-799-7233. Or you can text 88788 to chat or get help if you are experiencing domestic violence. So my first word of advice when it comes to relationships and being pregnant is to plan. If all pregnancies could be planned, we would be in a much better place than we are now. No judgment for those who have surprise babies. More than half of babies are surprises and they are still blessings. But making sure your health is optimized is extremely important before you get pregnant. Additionally, making sure you and your significant other are on the same page and you both want a baby. Making sure you have enough time to take paid time off or PTO. Checking with your company about their prenatal insurance coverage and your vacation and short leave disability policies. Those are important as well. You don't want to get pregnant and realize oh my God, I don't have enough time off to actually take a full maternity leave. Or, hey, this I should have taken an extra insurance policy to cover my prenatal care. There's nothing like a bill, a huge bill that says, welcome to the life, newborn. Okay, you want to make sure you are financially savvy. You have the time that you need to accumulate to take as much time with your child as possible. And don't forget, you are going to take time off even when you are back to work. Because you'll still have to take your kid to, to 
their pediatrician's appointments and things like that. So you need to really try to plan. And now, even when you and your mate touch and agree on the pregnancy, it can still be super stressful. So in addition to planning, here are a few of my tips, okay? And again, no judgment if you have a surprise baby and you're already pregnant, but for the next one, we're going to plan and everybody get on the same page. Now, I'm going to give my first word of advice to the men, okay? For men, just anticipate that your wife, girlfriend, or whoever is carrying your baby is going to be hypersensitive about the little things. You'll be sensitive about the little comments you make that really do bother them, but they never say anything. They might say something this time. The things you forget to do or you don't say, those are telling as well. So try to be conscious of your reactions. Be honest in a helpful way and not harmful way. So for example, if your wife is feeling unpretty, I like the word unpretty, right? Unpretty because she's gaining weight. Instead of trying to regulate her food intake, try to ask her, hey, let's get active. Let's go for a walk or remind her that she has got to gain a little bit of weight to help keep the baby growing healthy. And please remember to tell her that she's still attractive regardless of whatever size she is. And I I bring this to men's attention because men will regulate women's food. They do not want women gaining weight. I don't understand it. But as soon as they start gaining a little weight, or if we say this is the recommended weight gain, especially for people that are obese, we say, if you're obese, mean you have a BMI over 30, you should be gaining 11 to 20 pounds in the whole pregnancy. Men will be like, oh, well, she's eating too much. She's doing too much of this. She's doing, stay in your lane. You know, let her worry about how much weight she's gaining. Let that conversation be between her and her doctor. Okay. Not you. You can't play doctor here. You need to hush. Okay, you're not carrying a baby. You're not having the cravings. You don't know what it feels like. So you cannot put your two cents in here. Okay, now what you could do is if she's like, you know what, I'm going to eat healthy. I'm a diabetic. I'm going to make sure that I'm eating sugar-free snacks. Don't go bring in brownies and cookies home. Bring her something sugar-free. You know, she's diabetic. Don't help her cheat. Okay, so if she's saying she's going to do something, Help her do what she says she's going to do without beating her upside the head about how much weight she's gained. Or even people, people also give their spouses a hard time whenever I tell them that the baby is small, right? Now we have to follow you, you know, once a week to check on the status of the baby because the baby's a little small. You know, men will make women think it's their fault the baby's small. Well, you weren't eating what you were supposed to eat in the first and second trimesters. Now it's your fault the baby's small. I had that case literally just last week. And when you're in your first trimester, your appetite is just naturally down. Progesterone slows down movement through the GI tract. So you're going to feel fuller longer. Furthermore, you're more likely to have nausea and vomiting in the first trimester, okay, because of that progesterone causing your stomach to feel super full. So you want to try to regurgitate everything you put in it because your body is not processing and moving food the way it's supposed to. Okay. Hormones are real in pregnancy. So if you're vomiting or you feel super full, you can't eat anything or you'll vomit. Then of course, you're not going to be gaining weight in the first trimester, but don't make your significant other feel like if the baby ends up being smaller, it's their fault. 
Okay, because they it's not like they're trying to starve themselves to death to cause the baby to be small. Some of this is beyond uh, their control. So let's not do the blame game when it comes to eating, guys. All right, next, um, ask for help in advance, okay? So get your family on board, line up the neighbors, friends, or family you can trust to take on some of the daily hassle. Perhaps asking another parent to pick up your child on days you have prenatal visits will be a good example of that. Or having a grandparent or family member come over to help fold clothes or help you clean once a week. Like, let's make it fun together to make sure your house is in order or have them watch the kids every other week so you can go out with your spouse for a date night, okay? Let's utilize them early and put them on a schedule early right when we find out we're pregnant. Now, on that note, let's not forget to date. That's really important. You're pregnant, you're not in jail, okay? Nobody said you can't leave the house. So make time to go out to eat, travel, go to the movies, plan the baby moon. And yes, you do need to be intentional and make time to have sex. Now, women, some of this is our fault, right? We get pregnant, we're super hormonal, and we're like, I don't want to do anything to harm the baby. Okay, well, I'm sorry. Your husband is endowed, but he's not that endowed that he's going to like disrupt the pregnancy, okay? Unless somebody's told you you shouldn't have intercourse during pregnancy, just assume you can. Sex releases these natural endorphins. It causes you to be happy. Babies that can feel those emotions, okay? So we want you to be happy in the pregnancy. So yes, we want you to have sex during pregnancy unless we tell you not to have sex. Now, sometimes it's the men, right? They feel like the that their penis is gonna do something to the cervix. <laughs> I mean, it blows my mind, the things that men think, like, oh my God, am I touching the baby? No, you're not touching the baby, right? It doesn't matter how endowed she says, big daddy, you are not touching the baby. I can guarantee you that. All right. So uh, go ahead. Unless somebody's told you the placenta is covering the cervix and you have bleeding with that, you shouldn't have sex or you have a cerclage, which is a stitch to keep the cervix closed, or you're already dilated and you went home on bed rest on preterm, preterm labor, you should be having sex. Okay. Now, the further you are along, the more uncomfortable it is because you're like laying on your side. You know, I mean, it gets a little uncomfortable, right? But uh, but you should be creative, okay, and find ways to, to make sure that you're keeping each other both satisfied. All right, next, try to schedule your appointments as far out in advance as you possibly can. So that way your significant other and you can plan to attend and arrange for help of your other children or arrange for coverage at your job well in advance. Now, if you have a surprise baby, tell the person who you got pregnant early, okay? Sometimes the surprise is with your spouse. Sometimes that surprise pregnancy is your girlfriend getting pregnant. Sometimes it's a one-night stand. You got to tell them, right? You got to tell them early, okay? It's not fair for him and the family to find out about a baby a few weeks before you do. It's just not fair. You got to woman up. Put your big girl draws on and make the phone call. That way you can figure out how much support you will have with your pregnancy and support for your baby. Okay, give them the opportunity to be there if they so choose to. Now, if you and your significant other aren't on good terms and you're now pregnant, book a counseling session right now. All right, just go to counseling. Okay, the stress of a newborn baby will not help your relationship. 
People think that. They're like, oh, I'm going to get pregnant. That's going to make him stay. It won't. It will not. Book counseling right now. I don't care if it's expensive. Book it. Okay. It's going to cost you $100, $125 a session. You can find something cheap. You can even go to, we had an advertisement on better help. Go there. Get some online counseling. Go somewhere. Talk to somebody. Talk to the pastor. Somebody you need to talk to. An already stressed relationship with adding a baby that's crying. You're not getting much sleep. You're waking up to either feed or breastfeed every three hours. So even if you're not breastfeeding, you're still waking up to feed the baby every couple of hours. You put no sleep on top of an already strapped relationship. It can break you up. Okay. So work on it before the baby comes. Because after the baby comes, y'all are both going to be sleep deprived. Okay. So if you're not a team before, you won't be a team after. Okay. So get that together now. All right. So now that you know a little bit more about relationship issues that can occur during pregnancy and hopefully how to deal with them, let's go to some questions and cases. Our first case is a 31-year-old who is 25 weeks, four days pregnant with her first child. She and her husband have been arguing more this pregnancy due to her issue with maintaining the household duties. During one argument, her husband brushed past her, knocking her to the floor. She fell and hit the side of her abdomen. She experienced mild cramping and a small amount of vaginal bleeding when wiping. She was taken to the hospital. You were consulted for evaluation of the baby. For me, let me just break this case down. Okay, so so first pregnancy, she and her husband are like mad at each other because she's not doing what she used to do in the house, right? She's not cooking, she's not cleaning, she's tired, she's sleeping all the time probably. And so he's leaving. Don't argue with me. Don't walk out, walk, walk away from me. He brushes past her and knocks her down, right? Because pregnant women's equilibrium, it's sort of kind of off. Like it's very easy to fall in pregnancy, especially when the, your your belly is bigger than your butt. You just, you, you wobble, you fall very easy. So she hit the side of her abdomen, which means the side of her belly, y'all, she hit, okay? And she had a little bit of cramping and bleeding. So in this case, one, it doesn't seem like it's intentional that this, husband was abusing his wife, right? He mishandled her. He roughed her up. He didn't realize how fragile she was in the pregnancy, but it doesn't look like he was like really out to attack her. So I will say that. Now, obviously it really depends on how heated the previous arguments have gotten. If this is um, a case of domestic abuse or not, she would be asked those questions whenever she got to the hospital. They will screen her for domestic violence to see if it's the first time this happened or you fearing for your life. Do, do you feel safe? and then take necessary precautions if they do think that she's being abused, okay? Um, But the main reason we were consulted is to figure out what's going on with the baby. And anytime I have somebody that's fallen, whether they've been slipped and fell, whether they were in, or, or any trauma really, in a car accident or somebody punched them, like anything that can create trauma to anywhere on the body, not just the abdomen, if it can impact the body, I mean, you fell and you hit your butt. Well, that shakes the uterus. Okay, so we need to do an evaluation of the baby. So the first thing we're going to do is one, check a blood count. We're going to make sure you're not bleeding internally and that your blood count for pregnancy is normal. The second thing we're going to do is we're going to order a type and screen. Okay, so we want to know if she's A positive, B positive, O positive, or AB positive, or all of those things, but negative. So O negative, B negative, A negative, AB negative. So if she's negative, B 
because only 15% of the population is negative. So A, B, A, B, O, negative, and 85% are positive, then if she's negative, her baby is likely to be positive if her husband's also positive. And so she can create antibodies to those positive red blood cell antigens, okay? Which won't hurt this pregnancy, but it can sensitize her to help to hurt future pregnancies. So if she is anything negative, we're going to give her Rogam because she has trauma and she has vaginal bleeding. Okay. And we don't know how much blood she's lost. Now we could do a Kleinhar Becky test, which tells us if there has been maternal fetal interaction there. So crossing a maternal fetal blood, which is more likely to create antibodies, but regardless, she's bleeding. If she's negative, A, B, A, B, or O negative, we're going to give her Rogam, okay? If her KB, KBT or Klein-Hierbecki test is positive, then we will also figure out how much blood has been exchanged. And then that tells us if she needs additional doses of Rogam. So that's the second test we're going to do. Then, and all of this is why she's on the monitor. So we listen to the baby's heartbeat and making sure that the baby's... Then we're going to do an ultrasound to look at the baby. We're going to look at the heart rate of the baby. We're going to look at the brain of the baby. We're going to make sure there's no evidence of a bleed in the baby's brain. And we also need to make sure there's no evidence of a bleed behind the placenta. And that could be evidence of a placental abruption or the placenta shearing away from the inside of the uterus prematurely. That can put you at risk for a lot of bleeding. It also causes painful bleeding. So have somebody that has intense pain in their belly, not just a little cramping, but like, oh my God, you can barely stand and vaginal bleeding, regardless of how much it is, that is concerning for placental abruption. So, and we also would see an abruption pattern with a whole bunch of uh, low amplitude, high frequency contractions, like every 30 seconds, right? um, On the monitor. So we'd be looking for signs of that to make sure that it's safe to keep her pregnant. Because if you have an abruption, that's a complete abruption, meaning the whole placenta is sheared away or you're, the mom's in distress or the baby's in distress or her blood count's dropping, then even at 25 weeks and four days, that would be a reason for her to be delivered early to save her life and the life of her baby. And even small traumas can cause a placental abruption. So we want to make sure we're monitoring very, very closely. Now, after we do the ultrasound and those labs, then she needs to be monitored for a prolonged period of time because of the risk of a delayed placental abruption. If it were like a high impact accident or real trauma directly to the belly, sometimes we we monitor them for 24 whole hours. Like she'd be admitted, they keep the baby on the monitor, make sure they're monitoring the tone of her uterus, meaning monitoring the contraction pattern and keep her for 24 whole hours. For most people with minor trauma, you slipped and fell on your butt or you fell on your side and the tracing looks good. We usually keep you for about four hours to make sure that everything's good as long as all the labs were normal, okay? We would just uh, keep you for four hours and then let you go. But uh, any little trauma, you know, pregnant women are very fragile. So anytime there's a fall, even falling on your butt, it does require monitoring and workup, which is the case, Pearl. Any amount of trauma, prolonged monitoring of the baby is required if you are viable. And viability is different for different hospital systems. So for my hospital system, anything over, any baby over 22 weeks and five days is considered viable, meaning a chance to survive without the mom. 
for most people nationally, that's at 23 weeks and zero days. All right, medical intern, what's our second case? This one is a question and it says, hey, Dr. Plenty, my boyfriend and I have been having trust issues for the past year. Our issues stemmed from when he cheated on me. We ultimately got back together, but not until after we took a break. Shortly after we got back together, I ended up pregnant. I'm now 22 weeks pregnant and he wants a paternity test to prove that the baby is his. I know the baby is his because I wasn't with anyone during our break. But for his peace of mind, he's requesting confirmation. Is there a way to determine paternity during pregnancy? Yes, there are a few ways to determine pregnancy tests during pregnancy. So now there is a non-invasive prenatal DNA test that um, a couple of labs do. I know the one that's called Choice DNA, choicedna.com. It's expensive though, y'all. It's like $1,500 to get that test. And insurance does not pay for paternity testing. Okay, they were like, we're not gonna pay for that. But it's like $1,500 to get paternity testing. Of course, after the baby's born, you can buy a kit from Walgreens and get paternity testing for far cheaper than that and be in the comforts of your own home and get your results mailed to your door, okay? So those are the two non-invasive ways. So either you get a blood test that uh, takes your blood mom to get fetal DNA from that blood and then it collects dad's sample and the samples are compared to see if dad's a match, okay? It's supposed to be 99% accuracy, I honestly don't have as much experience with this. I've only had to do paternity testing in pregnancy a couple of times and I've only used non-invasive testing once in that time, okay? The other way you could get that testing done is the the for sure way would be a genetic amniocentesis, which basically is a needle. We clean the belly of the mom, insert a needle through the belly and into the uterus. We would draw fluid around the baby and send that off for the baby's genetic makeup. Dad also gives a sample and that is with 100% or 99.999% accuracy of paternity, okay? So you can do it the non-invasive way or you can do it the invasive way during the pregnancy. So those are your two options. Um, Both of those are not covered. Like if you do a genetic amniocentesis for genetic screening, like, oh, the baby has a high risk of, let's say, Down syndrome, the insurance will cover that portion. Most insurances will. But paternity is a send out lab. So it's not going to cover paternity, at least right not right now. Okay, not right now. Um, we haven't gotten that advance that it's covering paternity, even though we're like literally looking at the DNA of the baby. So you have to pay that out of pocket. It has to go to a private lab for determination of paternity. Or you can get the baby tested after delivery, which is a lot cheaper than testing a baby during delivery. I mean, before delivery. Literally, Walgreens has paternity kits on the shelf now, y'all, for, you know, I don't even know how. Let me look it up. How much is a paternity kit from Walgreens? Uh, paternity testing kit cost. Oh, yeah, you can get it on Amazon too. Paternity testing kits are about $79, okay? Actually, you can get one for $69.85. So much cheaper than the $1,500 is going to cost you to get it done with non-invasive testing during the pregnancy, okay? And a genetic amniocentesis is going to be more expensive than that, than that $1,500. So you can wait till after the delivery. You have no risk. Amniocentesis does carry about a one in 500 chance of loss of the pregnancy. Non-invasive prenatal screening obviously doesn't carry a risk 
but not all it hasn't been around that long. So not all labs are valid. So you have to do a little bit of research on that, depending on the lab you use. Now, what I would ask is like, if you haven't had intercourse with anybody, but he was the one cheating and that's why y'all split. Why is he projecting on you? Right? So he's projecting. So he thinks you did cheat or he thinks you're going to cheat just because he cheated. Y'all need counseling. You can't just be doing stuff to prove to him that you didn't cheat. Either he's going to believe you didn't cheat because you forgave him or he's not. I personally would not go through the stress of paternity testing during pregnancy because that does a lot to the side. You know, stress in pregnancy is just not good. So we want to be as stress-free as we possibly can during the pregnancy. So I would not do that. Now I would have a come to Jesus with him and say, listen, I forgave you. We got back together. Either we're going to go to counseling and move forward or we're not. I'm not telling you how to live your life, but it seems to me sort of odd that somebody who cheated on you is now going to claim that you cheated and got pregnant. That doesn't make a lot of sense, honey. So I would definitely say y'all need to go through counseling to work on your trust issues. And if you cannot trust the person you with, it is not going to get any better when you're at home with the baby and he's frustrated. He's hanging out with his boys. And it's not like you can just get in your car and just go find him because you with the baby. So uh, work on those trust issues now and get counseling before you just decide to go and get amnio for paternity testing or even the non-invasive screen. It's still a lot. That's that's very stressful for somebody that you're with now that you've decided that you're going to give another chance now to not trust what you say. I'm going to move on from that because we're not on all that's deep. This is pregnancy pearls and, and, and we're going to move on from that. But that is my advice. All right, medical intern, what's our last question? This one says, Dr. Plenty, my husband and I are 24 weeks pregnant with our first child. And so is his mistress. I found out because his mistress and I were both in the waiting room in the same OBGYN's office. She approached my husband, who was sitting next to me, asking why he couldn't attend her prenatal visit, but had time to attend mine. I was in utter shock. I started having issues breathing and heart palpitations. I went into my prenatal visit in silence. I was so pissed I couldn't even cry. Now I'm faced with the decision of divorcing my husband or staying with him. I know I need support during this pregnancy, but just looking at him makes me sick to my stomach. Are there any resources for emotional support for single mothers during pregnancy? Woo, um, this is a tough one because... I feel like pregnancy by itself, even in the best relationship, is a very emotional state. Your hormones are all over the place. Your body is changing and you are constantly having to adjust to this new life growing inside of you. So throwing in marital issues is a lot. I would say, one, don't make any rash decision before you get counseling. I would definitely and and, and for yourself. OK, I would definitely get counseling for myself. And I would get counseling with my husband as well, because how dare you have me looking crazy in the waiting room and she's pregnant too. For me, it and I can't tell you what to do about your marriage. Everybody's different. Everybody works through different situations. 
you know, you know, for all I know, this is like some woman, he went out, had a good time with somebody, got drunk, didn't even remember getting the girl pregnant. Who knows? But the fact that she was ballsy enough to walk up to him and say, oh, how dare you? Why can't you go to your wife's prenatal appointment and you can't come to mine is a bit telling, right? It's saying that you have some type of ongoing relationship with this woman. You're in communication with this woman. You've given her an excuse and now you're being outed. Like now you, you're, she's putting you on blast, right? It's up to you what you plan to do with your marriage at this time. It depends on if your husband's remorseful. It depends on what other support you have, but you do have the right to follow your own heart. I would want you to follow your heart after you get counseling. I would make sure that you talk to somebody in your family that you can confide in. And I'm not, I'm not saying tell all your family, all your business. I don't believe in telling all my family, all of my business, but you do need somebody that you can confide in and talk to that can help you process these things as a good friend. And if you decide to get a divorce, that is completely your prerogative. You can get a divorce. This man has cheated on you. He has somebody else pregnant. If you decide to stay, you got to realize that that other child who is the same age as your child is going to be in both your lives, all three of your lives. Okay. And that's a lot to chew off of. So you have to figure out if you are somebody that can deal with that. If your husband is remorseful about that and take your time in counseling to move forward. Are there emotional support resources? Of course, there are a ton of organizations that provide emotional support for single moms. And the problem that most women that are going through this kind of thing struggle with is the fact that they didn't choose to be a single mom. Like they're, they're using single mom support and they weren't single moms, right? Like they were married. They're not a single mom. Their husband cheated on them. And so for some people, it's hard to come to grips with the fact that they're going to be a single mom. And so they don't want to take those resources. The most uh, glaring thing I would tell you to do is perhaps get a doula. Because if your husband is not going to be there at the time of delivery, or if he is going to be there at the time of delivery, but he's not going to be the person that's coming to all your prenatal visits because you don't want him around. He's not going to be the person that you cry to because you don't want him around. He's not going to be the person that reminds you to do things like go to your prenatal appointments or go to other subspecialty visits because you don't want to tell him or you don't want him around, then I would encourage you to get a doula. A doula is support in pregnancy, whether you're married, whether you're not married. They're a good source of support. They help you process. They help make you make sure you're on task. They also help you during the delivery process and they can help you with with postpartum uh, support and lactation. So I would definitely encourage you to get a doula and depending on where you are will determine what other resources you can utilize. I would encourage you to talk to your OBGYN or whoever your provider is, if you're seeing a family practice provider about, hey, what resources are available? Because different states have different resources for you. So I would um, make sure you ask that directly to your provider. But I would suggest that you go ahead and get a doula. You need all the support you can get. You need to loop your family in, especially if you decide to leave this man so that they can be there to help you raise this baby. That may require you moving. That may require family moving to you, okay? My mom stays with me full-time because she helps me with Harrison. That was a conscious decision we made because I needed the support. I needed to be able to work and have somebody I trust around with my child. And you may have to make those decisions as well, depending on your financial situation and the financial situation of the family member you ask 
to um, come and help you. But yes, there are resources. Ask your OBGYN. Definitely, definitely, definitely get a doula. And in some states, your insurance will cover the cost of a doula if cost is an issue. All right. I think that's all of our cases for today. And my medical intern is shaking her head. Yes. So thanks so much for listening to Pregnancy Pros Podcast. I hope you've learned more about how to cope with the unforeseen relationship issues that may uh, pop up during your pregnancy. And if you enjoyed the show, please make sure to share with your friends, rate and comment. If you or someone you know has had a pregnancy complication or a unique pregnancy situation, let me know about it. Email me at pregnancypros at gmail.com to hear your topic or case discussed on one of our podcast episodes. Also, remember to follow me on Instagram at pregnancy underscore pearls and Facebook at pregnancy pearls. Feel free to catch up on the YouTube channel for quick talks about pregnancy complications and the website drnicoleplenty.com for pre-pregnancy downloadables. And for God's sake, catch up on the podcast, y'all. It's pretty informative. In closing, remember to advocate for yourself. You are your biggest advocate and no one knows what's going on with your body except for you. Thanks for listening. Bye. Pregnancy Pearls is hosted by Dr. Nicole Lee Plenty. Produced by Nicole Plenty and Janine Brunson Johnson. Executive producer, Ken Johnson. Find Pregnancy Pearls on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. Please subscribe and rate. The content of this podcast is not intended to be a substitute for professional medical advice for diagnosis or treatment of individual medical conditions. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified health provider with specific questions regarding a medical condition. Pregnancy Pearls is a mean old lion media production. You've worked hard for what you have, your money, your assets, your 401k and home. Isn't it all worth protecting? Nearly one in four consumers have been a victim of identity theft. LifeLock Ultimate Plus helps protect your finances with up to $3 million in reimbursement. LifeLock alerts you to identity threats you might miss. And if your identity is stolen, your dedicated U.S.-based restoration specialist will work to fix it. Let LifeLock help protect what you've worked so hard for. Save 25% off your first year on LifeLock Ultimate Plus at LifeLock.com aware. Terms apply.